This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to You Better You Bet Countdown to kick off on Wildcard Weekend with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Can't wait to welcome our friend, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger to the show. Baldy will join us coming up here in 20 minutes to talk about all the games and all the storylines in the NFL postseason. We'll give you our projected point spreads for the divisional round in the AFC to start our number two. The Prop King will stop by. Got, got prop bets for all four games still to remain in Super Wild Card Weekend. Excited for that. And best bet, side in total for every game to close the program. We will get to the line movement for both of today's games, analysis for both of today's games with the Cowboys and the Packers, obviously in Dallas, and the Matthew Stafford Bowl with the Lions hosting their first playoff game since 1845 as the Lions take on Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and the Los Angeles Rams. But Ken, let's, uh, let's recap the first game yesterday with the Houston Texans. Like, I, I guess... Like, Houston deserved to win the game by a lot. It's still a jarring scoreline to look at, with Houston just blowing out Cleveland. Obviously, back-to-back pick sixes by Joe Flacco not helping matters. Houston winning 45-14, just an excellent performance by the great C.J. Stroud. So, Ken, thoughts from from the game, uh, thoughts from the betting market from yesterday, and we can spin it forward a little bit with the Houston Texans and the great C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. That was, um, it's, it is one of the storylines from yesterday for sure. We talk about these like first time starting playoff quarterbacks. This is a narrative that's come up a lot this week because we have so many of them. We have four, uh, Stroud and Tua uh, yesterday and last night, and then Mason Rudolph tomorrow against the, the Bills. And I promise I won't laugh anymore when I say that. And then Jordan Love later today against the Cowboys. These are all quarterbacks that have never started a playoff game before, but for a variety of reasons. The funny thing is, and we did this earlier in the week, like, yeah, first time, and what you'll hear is, well, first time starters, they like never win. They do really poorly, and they even do poorly against the spread. The rookies, and I brought this up early in the week, not so much. The rookies are fine. The rookies are like 500 in, in all, yeah, however you kind of like look at the data. And it's kind of interesting, right? Well, like, what's the difference? Okay, well, like a rookie that leads a team to a playoffs either is like potentially on a trajectory to be an all-time great or the team is just insanely good and kind of wins not in spite of him but just needs him to be like a game manager and they're going to be able to cover a number win a game probably host the game anyway with him as the quarterback first time starters like think about mason rudolph and how much different that setup is than what stroud had at home so just would remind people like you know when you hear a trend or a narrative like okay like can we go a little deeper on what that is Okay, like rookies are fine. Like betting against rookies in the playoffs, you don't win when you do that. You are you do not win money doing that, and uh, you definitely didn't win money yesterday doing it. So Stroud wins, but the other for, the other first time starters. So that's Tua last night, and then that's Mason Rudolph and that's Jordan Love. This is where you cross section and you just go, 
Not that they can't win. Maybe all of them win. Just history says it's very unlikely that they play well, <laughs> or or at least it's unlikely that a lot of them play well. Maybe you get one out of three with a good performance or something that would go with about the historical averages. So just kind of the difference and first time starters are going to be a big theme. They were a big theme yesterday. They're a big theme today and tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, in, in terms of that game, I just, uh, I'm curious to see where this Houston thing goes. Is this one of those classic one game, everything breaks right, Cleveland plays poorly, Flacco two pick sixes, and they look insane, and everyone talks themselves into them, and then it ends with a thud when they likely will go to Baltimore next week um, to play the Ravens, who will have time off and be healthy. It seems like a really disadvantageous setup, like, or... And to be fair, like sometimes special things happen in playoffs in the NFL, special things happen in all sports, and you kind of keep not believing it's a thing and they just keep winning. Is this going to be one of those? It's less likely. Usually it's the first one, but it doesn't mean it can't be true. It doesn't mean that they can't, you know, go in in Baltimore, be competitive, uh, win the game, move on to the AFC championship. I'm not really sure what to do with them just because Stroud's a really unique talent. He's a really unique player. And if you have a quarterback like him, you at least have to entertain the possibility, even if it's distant or remote, uh, that they could be something really special this year just because he's really special. He's he's ridiculously good. And obviously, like, it'll be a big-ish point spread next week if it's going to be Texans and Ravens. No, and I'm not ish. saying... Uh, yeah, yes. but, absolutely. We'll talk, we'll talk about that coming up next hour. Yeah. Just that, like, I, I don't know if Houston can win the game. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. it. Shroud is just is so good... And Ken, this morning I was texting with, you know, friend of our show, friend of ours, Pete Prisco, like longtime NFL writer, like insider analyst for, uh, for CBS Sports. And Pete was making the comparison and he's not saying, and like I kind of agree with his analogy here. And this is not to say that Stroud is this guy. He isn't. But the modern comparison for Stroud is, is Dan Marino almost in his, like his, his, not his functional mobility, like the quick, the quick twitch, the reflexes, the touch on the ball, the cannon arm, ability to elevate like lesser talent. Like Nico Collins was not this good with Davis Mills throwing him the ball. And now he looks like first team all pro wide receiver. Like Stroud's ability to elevate everyone around him is, is absolutely stunning. And again, I'm not saying he's Marino or he's going to the Hall of Fame. That's not what this is. Just that he's a really, really special quarterback. And I think Ken... For betters out there, so if you're listening, watching the show right now, and I tell you, and Ken Kinko, we'll talk about this next hour, you know, Baltimore favors certainly by more than a touchdown next week against the Texans, if that's the matchup. I think the Texans are going to look like really appealing to a lot of people. Again, not necessarily, Ken, to win the game, but to at least keep it close because you've got this like singularly great quarterback. And Lamar's great, too, about to win his second MVP at the age of 27. Like He's a, on a Hall of Fame you know, a track here, Lamar Jackson is. But Stroud's awesome. I feel like the Texans are going to look like an appealing bet next week to a lot of people because of the greatness of CJ Stroud. Curious if you agree with that train of thought. Oh, no question. I, it's uh, and it's human nature. And again, it doesn't even have to be wrong, but just understand that that's what it is. Whatever the last thing you saw is, you're going to carry that into next week. This dynamic from the wild card to the divisional happens every, there's always the, the good looking wild card team. And then you talk yourselves into them. Well, like, look, I just watched the game and you didn't, you didn't watch Baltimore play yesterday or today because they were off. So you're going to intuitively be like, I love Kansas city, whoever it is that they're playing. I love, especially when you get these really blowout, like crazy performances from these teams. And it just, my question is always like, all right, do I feel like that's affecting the betting market for the game? And we're not going to know the answer to that 
yeah, tomorrow, but especially as the week goes on, is what happened yesterday really going to get into this Ravens market? And do you end up with like a seven or a seven and a half when maybe it would be 10 or more normally uh, in terms of the matchup between the teams? I always think that's the most interesting thing is how do the results that we just watched really, really, do they exaggerate whatever the point spread is in the market? Uh, the Chiefs are going to play the Bills. We'll talk about that game next hour. Okay. Uh the Bills are, are probably still going to be favorites in the game, but now by how much? We all just watched the Chiefs put together what looks like a very complete, excellent performance yesterday, and and we, and we the Bills are going to probably blow out the Steelers, and I don't know if we're going to think much of it because it's the Steelers. Does that – now is everyone going to talk themselves into Mahomes? And to be fair, that's a pretty good thing to talk yourself into because he's like the best player ever, so I don't mind even talking myself into him. Just I always think that's the most interesting thing, especially with the Texans because they're playing a team that we won't have seen and it happens every year. You just you kind of talk yourself into that team and just it's important to just remember like the Ravens were the best team all year. It's not that they can't lose or that they shouldn't, you know, they should be favored by a lot because they have a week off because they've been the best team all season. I uh, Speaking of like talking people out of things, could someone have talked me out of being wacko for Flacco yesterday? The way yeah, that sorry, game turned buddy. out. I just I, teasing Houston ended up being the most overkill thing that's ever happened. Yeah, I just bet him, I guess. Apparently, the win, the they're just like out. win by win, yeah. win by thirty and plus eight. What do I have? Like, plus eight. Well, that seems aggressive. <laughs> answer. Uh, yeah, just win by thirty. I, it, but it but it never has to go. I think you know one thing people like betters want to believe that there was only ever one outcome that was possible, right? And I, I say this as someone, like, I teased Houston yesterday. That was a totally fine result for me. I won my fair Baron prop. I bet a kicking over prop thinking they would settle for field goals, and they did that exactly once, and I still won. So it's like, <laughs> I, I just, you know, like, you, you can win by accident sometimes in terms of how stuff happens. It never has to go a certain, it's not, well, they, they were always going to win that game. No, they weren't. No one was always going to win any game. That's never how it works. Flacco throws the two pick sixes. The scoreline looks unflattering. Um, you know, there are plenty of other ways the game could have played out. But yeah, like just Stroud's uniqueness. And it's just, uh, you get a really nice, uh, I know Flacco going back to Baltimore was the game that you were hoping for, kind of in the divisional round, because that's a great narrative. Obviously the team, the quarterback that led them to the Super Bowl win, Baltimore. But just getting to keep watching Stroud and see what this is going to be going forward. Maybe it ends with a thud. And the funny thing is, if it does, it doesn't even matter. Like, then everyone's just really excited for next year. He'd be one of the favorites to win MVP next year, probably. In the betting market, when that opens, their win total will be really high. There's st there's so much optimism anyway, just now that you're playing with house money, like, how far can you really take this? And and what if Lamar gives you another playoff clunker? You start to kind of play it out in your head a little bit, and it gets really fun. So that'll be a really fun uh -huh. conversation next week. My last thought on the Texans-Browns, we'll get to it moved in a second. Uh, I think Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator, after the way that he kind of like uh, pants Jim Schwartz during the game yesterday, sure. I, think he, I think he probably earned himself a head, a head coaching opportunity maybe as soon as next season. Like he may be a head coach really soon in the end. It could be like Ben Johnson. After that performance. Where, like, where like Ben Johnson had to wait one more year, but now he's going to get a job after the last But remember like Johnson didn't have to wait. Like he, like he like pulled right. himself out of consideration. Right, that's what I mean. For one more year in Detroit, but like, yeah. Maybe Slovak wants to coach the MVP next year and then, <laughs> right, and then get yeah. a coaching job. Honestly, like, why would you leave? And make like Stroud $5 million dollars yeah. more a year and make exactly. a lot more money coming up next year. But I mean, that's just like, what an offensive game plan for the Texans, like taking advantage of how aggressive the Jim Schwartz Cleveland Browns defense is. All right, Nick and Ken here. You better you bets countdown to kickoff. Brian Baldinger joins us in 10 minutes, an hour and 10 minutes from right now. Our best bet side in total for both games today. And we'll talk about the two games obviously coming up on Monday. But for now, line movement analysis for the Cowboys and the Packers, the Lions and the Rams in the Super Wild Card Sunday edition, Kenny Henderson of It Moved.
I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It hits different. Super Wild Card Sunday in the National Football League. Ken, let's begin with the Cowboys and the Packers in Dallas, where we got a couple pieces of injury news as it relates to Green Bay this morning from NFL uh, media insider Ian Rappaport. Christian Watson, optimism that Green Bay's number one wide receiver will play in this game with his hamstring injury. He's going to go through pregame warm-ups. And Green Bay number one corner, Jair Alexander, a true game-time decision, looks 50-50 to play in this game. Cowboys going to have their offensive line fully intact after it wasn't obviously down the stretch of the season. Where do we sit right now, Ken, with the Cowboys and the Packers. Right, you're saying it, it hits different when there's no one o'clock Eastern time game because there was a blizzard and it moved till tomorrow afternoon. It hits different, right? I think we're all going to be sitting around at one o'clock. It's like Will Smith in the empty Fresh Prince of Bel Air house, just like no, nothing. There's nothing going on. Watch a little college hoops. We got any like uh, a ten basketball going on today? Uh, Four thirty Eastern will be the first playoff game today. The side of the game has not changed very much in the last few days. The Cowboys opened about a seven and a half point favorite in this game. There was a little bit of interest in Green Bay in the middle of the week that pushed this down to seven, and seven is essentially where we've been sitting since then. So Dallas, a seven-point home favorite in the game. I think most people that follow the league even casually know Cowboys are really, really, really good home team, uh, the best home team in the league. Their offense is the best home offense in the league, frequently score 30, 40-plus points in a lot of the home games that they play. It is unsurprising then that they're about a touchdown favorite in a playoff game at home. Uh, the total in the game has been a little bit interesting. It was 50-and-a-half the entire week, and I think basically – Maybe there was just interest in the over anyway, but combined with the reporting that Christian Watson may play for the Packers, got you a little bit of a tick up on the total in this game, so a little bit more interest in the over. So it was 50 and a half everywhere. Now it's basically 51 everywhere. Uh, this game and the next game we're going to talk about, Rams-Lions, by far the two projected highest scoring games of the week. So 7 and 51, and then maybe we get a little bit more movement if Alexander plays and if Watson plays, if both play or if both sit. By the way, the the big A-10 game was yesterday. My Fordham Rams beating St. Bonaventure. Oh, Bonnie's going down. Hashtag Ramily. Uh, Speaking of the Rams, Ken, hashtag go Rams. What about the Rams and the Lions tonight at the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff Bowl in Motown Lions' first home playoff game in 30 years? They should use Ramily for the, why don't the Rams use that one? I love that for the LA Rams. Uh, Lions have been a three-point favorite most of the week between three and three and a half. So like if you want to lay three with the Lions, you got to pay a little more for it in a bunch of places. That's still where we are today. Uh, this is one of the side and total markets that really just hasn't moved very much the entire week. And the total in the game, astronomical, 52 and a half. This is the highest projected scoring game. Makes a lot of sense. You have these two coaches, these two quarterbacks, uh, indoor game. The Lions score a billion points at home. They play very high scoring games in terms of how many of the other teams scores at home so i don't think an unsurprising betting market here lions three fifty two and a half that's the game tonight uh we and we'll we'll talk about the two monday games obviously and how like the bill steelers point spread and total has moved in wake of the game moving still gonna have inclement weather tomorrow in western new york just not like fake football like it would have been today and we'll talk the eagles and the bucks as well but coming up next we'll wrap up our number one a conversation with our good friend the great brian baldinger odyssey sports nfl insider with nick and ken on you better you bets countdown to kickoff <laughs> 